Welcome to the Gym Lords Podcast, where we talk to real gym owners and share their stories, their trials, and what's working for them right now. To apply to be a guest on this podcast, click the link in the description. Hope you enjoy and subscribe. What's up, Gym Lords? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. It is your host, Jenna. I am here with Rachel Burnham from Rockstar Wellness out of Marietta, Ohio. How are you doing, Rachel? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me, Jenna. Yeah, absolutely. I want to thank you for volunteering as tribute today. I promise we'll make it as painless and smooth as possible. Um, But my first question here to kind of uh, give the listeners a little insight is, how did you know it was the right time to become a gym owner? I never really intended to take this path in the first place. Um, I went to school to be a um, public accountant, um, which is a very far cry from gym ownership. Um, (laughs) I got into that for about two years. I worked for a big four public accounting firm. I I found that I missed interaction with people a lot, Um, positive interaction with people, I guess you would say. And um, took a turn into group exercise and um, focusing on my health, which had taken a turn in the years that I was working in uh, corporate America. (laughs) And um, my husband was super supportive of that. Um, It's group fitness instructing is not necessarily the most uh, lucrative career (laughs) when it comes to finances. So he was really helpful with that. Um, I had been teaching for about three to three and a half years when um, I was just getting tired of dragging all of my equipment around to all the different facilities. Um, In the time before Rockstar Wellness, I worked at a total of nine different facilities, not all at once. Um, At one point I was at five all at one time and I would drive anywhere up to, um, I mean, I was driving to hundred miles to teach a a class. I would spend the night um, somewhere else and teach one night, one class at night and one the next morning and then drive back home. Um, So it was exhausting and it just seemed like I was just ready to have my own space where I could put all of my equipment plus making group exercise the star. It always seemed like in most of the facilities where I taught, there was something that um, I loved about how they did group exercise, but it was always pushed off to the side. Um, Usually it was something that, it was more about the equipment um, and people just coming in and working out on their own. I taught at a a local dance studio, which was awesome. But again, it's not the primary focus. It was just a side thing that they just happened to offer. So when the opportunity came up to do this, um, it just made sense to make group exercise the star. Yeah, that's awesome. And I think honestly, that's how it goes for most. It's like, they, they, you know, I, I mean, I have a friend of my own. She actually um, started out personal training, doing group classes. And then it got to a point where she was just exhausted and, and didn't have enough space anymore. And it was just you know, didn't have space to even put like dumbbells or equipment or bands or anything. And then it transitioned into, she was like, you know what, if I'm going to get a space and rent a space, I'm just going to open up a gym. I'm going to open up a studio. It's just going to be my whole thing. And that's what she ended up doing. So that's awesome. Um, And so you've been open now for how long? Rockstar Wellness. We're coming up on two years. We opened January 4th, 2020. Okay. Wow. Awesome. So yeah, you definitely, um, you know, as much as I know we want to move past the word COVID. Um, You definitely were right in the thick of it. So um, I'm sure that in itself was a challenge, um, but as it was for everybody, right? But kind of where has your focus shifted now since it's you're kind of in the ripple effect of COVID, right? So where's the focus shifting now rather than just COVID? 
Well, we're, we're trying to kind of build back up again. Um, it's still a rebuilding time for us. Obviously, we, we were only open for 72 days before um, oh, all yeah. of the shutdowns happened in Ohio. So and we had a really great opening, a really strong two months. Um, and then, you know, March 16th, 3 p.m., I find out 8.30 p.m. that night is it. Um, luckily, luckily at that point, um, we were already prepared to go virtual when that time came. Um, I have, I'm very fortunate to have some friends from um, countries across the world and um, had some insight into what was happening at gyms elsewhere. Um, so we weren't totally blindsided by the fact that we were gonna be shut down and um, we had already started to brainstorm what we could do. That virtual transition happened within 12 hours. Um, <laughs> yeah, it was a quick, quick but, turnaround. Yeah. We, we revamped. Yeah, exactly. And that's the, the, I think what I've noticed, you know, I talked to, I talked to gym owners all day and I think it was the people that reacted really quickly in a situation like that are the ones that survived. So that's great. Um, so I kind of want to transition now into the business model itself, just so our listeners can can fully understand. Right. Give us a, a rundown here of like what all you offer a day, what like a day in the life looks like for you. Sure. So again, group exercise is the star of our facility. Um, we we wanted to create a really strong family atmosphere um, where everyone feels like a friend and it's not scary to walk in. Most of the time, that's the biggest barrier to entry is just walking in the first time, the doors, <laughs> um, just stepping into the facility. And um, so we made group exercise the star. Um, we also offer personal training, nutrition coaching, and nutrition coaching got pushed to the forefront during COVID It was well, since it was something that we could do um, virtually very easily. It, it became something that, that took the um, spotlight a little bit more and faster than we intended it to. We, we kind of wanted to build slowly and add programs over time, but you know, the world just kind of flipped upside down at that point. Um, but model-wise, um, we operate mostly on drop-ins and bundles. So um, we let people have that option to continue to drop in as much as they want. If they never want to purchase a bundle or be locked in, they don't have to be. And I think that flexibility has been really great for people, especially with um, how COVID has continued to um, have its highs and lows in different areas. Um, you know, it, it's affected trends in group exercise. Normally our summer months would be really slow. Um, that wasn't the case in 2020. Uh, we had probably probably one of the strongest summers we'll ever have <laughs> in, our, um, in our history, uh, most likely. But um, yeah, so we operate mostly on those um, drop-ins and bundles. And then we offer the membership option for those that are really committed to coming um, probably five to six times a week, we see them <laughs> sometimes more, um, or if they want to do personal training or nutrition coaching or special events, um, those things get bundled into the membership as well. So um, depending on what avenue they want to take, we uh, let people sit down with us and, and hash out what makes the most sense for their situation without ever being locked in. There's nothing recurring. Um, they can stop at any moment that they want and let that membership expire and be done if they want to be. Yeah. And that sounds like it definitely really benefits the members is having to, to be able to do the drop-ins, the bundles. Um, is there any, I guess, negative spectrum of that that you've experienced where you, you wish you would have done it differently? 
Yeah. So my my husband is the realist in our relationship, and he's the co-owner of this business with me. Um, he is. It's interesting because I have the accounting and finance background, <laughs> and he's more in tune with that than I am, actually. But um, just in the slow times, we don't have that guarantee, and yeah. and that's the scariest part for us. Um, but I think it we've really. Um, been innovative and continued to evolve and grow and push the boundaries of what this facility looks like um, and what group exercise can look like so that we can continue to thrive. Yeah, good, good. Now, as far as, you know, I know your, your husband's kind of thinking one way about it and you're thinking the other. Do you think that you'll ever take the route to do more of like a set in stone membership to have that guarantee that, you know, security, if you will? It's possible. Um, potentially offering a, a better deal on a membership to stay locked in maybe yeah. something that we look at in the future it's something that we've talked about um our membership is a little more pricey than other facilities in our area but um but we offer a, what i believe to be um really amazing classes with highly qualified individuals and a lot of variety most of the time you can walk in and and know that there's something happening in the building at that time that you'll be okay taking and yes. um, feel comfortable walking into. So that that's a great um, benefit for us. Yeah, absolutely. And I think when it goes to to your price points, I think, you know, a lot of people want to to lower the price point because they want more people in, but it's like, you know, I, I in my opinion, I would rather have a lower clientele count at a higher ticket price and be able to make sure the culture is exactly what I had designed and planned in my in my brain so yeah that kind of seems like what you're doing okay cool. that was a fight at the beginning for sure we had um some help with a um a business planner uh that was helping us walk through this process and that was something that we came back to over and over again was how we were mo how our model worked um whether we could survive on it so it's definitely right. something we continue to talk about yeah. Okay. Gotcha. And then, so right now I know with, with the drop-ins and the bundles, it's probably semi hard to track fully, but if you could guesstimate how many current members do you think you have consistently? Consistently, it is really tricky to tell because it fluctuates <laughs> constantly. Yeah. Um, we have about a thousand customers sitting in our list right now. Um, whether we see all of them within a, a particular month, that is it, very variable <laughs> um, month to month. Um, but I think the flexibility for people has been really nice. Um, you know, we have people that get COVID or get sick or they have something else in their life that they have to deal with. So having that flexibility to step away and then come back when they're ready is is really helpful. Yeah. A lot of times there's a pretty even flow between the two people coming back or new people joining and then people stepping away. So um, I'd say it stays pretty consistent, but we do we've seen a thousand customers since we've opened in 2020. Yeah, that's awesome. Okay, cool. So with, with that being said, um, especially when it comes to group classes, that boutique style, people range anywhere from, from $25 a month to 200 on your, on your membership that you do offer, where do you guys stand within that? Price We're point? at one, 125 a month is what we, um, we charge with unlimited access to 50 to 60 classes a week. Obviously you can't do all of that, <laughs> right. um, but, um, and then it also gives them a, 
a deep discount on personal training. Um, we don't require that membership to be part of personal training, which is something else that a lot of facilities require is the membership to even work with a trainer. Um, we let that happen on its own um, separately if they would prefer. But if they want to partake in both, usually it makes sense for them to go ahead and purchase that membership, take the discount on personal training, and then be able to come to as many classes as they want. Plus, they get the two they get two free nutrition coaching sessions with a wellness coach every month. Um, so that allows them to really see results in what they're doing in, in their fitness classes and with their trainer. Okay, cool. So, you know, going into, you know, you guys two years ago setting the prices, what helped you decide on that 125 price point? We looked at some other facilities that um, were a little bit more similar to us as far as structure. Um, there's a boutique uh, yoga studio that's not terribly far from us. It, it sits in a similar area and they're running about the same for membership, um, offering I, not quite as many classes as we do, but pretty close, but Correct. still specializing in, in that group atmosphere. So we felt like that was a pretty uh, good price point for us, yeah. considering the area that we're in and what we're offering. Okay, absolutely. Cool. So I know with the 125, you know, package, the 50 to 60 classes a week, and then the one-on-one, -on -one, and then two, was it monthly sessions with a nutrition Nutritionist. Yeah, we usually meet bi-weekly on the in those one-in-one -on -one sessions. So um they get two sessions per month. Yeah. Okay, cool. Gotcha. So with that being said, have you ever considered um kind of taking the one-on-one -on -one to be its own thing at its own price point? It is, yeah. The one-on-one -on -one has become that. Um we don't okay. have we're we're still building that program. Um right now I'm the sole nutrition coach. Oh man, yeah. <laughs> so, okay. <laughs> yes, absolutely. So um, we're working on buffing that program up this year. We have um, four other instructors that we've identified that are interested in pursuing that, um, which is awesome and could really help us build that program. Okay, cool. That Yeah, that's awesome. So, you know, if you get those four other trainers in and kind of get to step back and, and, you know, what will life look like then or what do you hope it'll look like then? For me, I'll probably just find something else to do. <laughs> to, to be honest, um, I always I have a million ideas floating in my head as far as where I want to take this and where I want to go. Um, I'd like to spend some more time um, working with local school districts. Um, I'm really passionate about uh, youth fitness and um, youth nutrition. So we've been um, partnering with um, a local school district. We've been really fortunate to be able to go and visit them at recess and offer fitness classes. Um, I've offered some wellness activities throughout the summer as well. We did Fear Factor Nutrition <laughs> one summer um, where they um, they got a certificate that marked what they had actually tried. Um, it challenged them to try everything. And um, they got to see, try and sample some new foods. So just things to get kids interested. Um, if we can hook them on um, a, a healthy lifestyle now while they're young, um, I feel like we have a better chance of keeping them healthy into adulthood. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, cool, yeah, I love that. So walk me through, um, I kind of want to transition into how you're even getting people at the door waving their hands. So have you dabbled in any sort of paid advertising or has everything been word of mouth at this point? It's been very organic. Um, we have just started paying for advertisements on Facebook in the last 
three months. Um, so in our two-year <laughs> two-year opening, um, we've just started that. We've gotten a lot of great press from um, local newspapers, like press releases and things when we've done different events. That's um, been really helpful. Um, Word of mouth has been our best friend. We encourage participants to bring their friends, um, and usually that works really well for us. We um, we do a lot of community events too. We're involved with um, something called Main Street. Um, so Marietta has a Main Street chapter, and um, there's a lot of different events that we can be a part of as a member of our Main Street locally. Um, Main Street America is the, the parent of all of that. Um, but it's been a great opportunity for us to get involved in community events and, and get ourselves out there into the community. Yeah, absolutely. So with everything this far pretty much being, you know, word of mouth, um, about how many new faces do you think you see monthly from it, from word of mouth? It depends. Um, we just ran a an unlimited class pass. So anybody that's never stepped foot in our facility before could walk in and take a full week of free classes, which okay. is an incredible thing. So we saw about eight or nine new faces this week, which was great. Um, yeah. On average, I'd say we see two to five a week, probably. It just depends on the time of year. This time of year, we're starting to see a lot more. People are in resolution mode <laughs> a little early, um, getting ready for the holidays. Things actually picked up in early December, which I don't even know what to think about trends at this point because we've not had a normal year yet. <laughs> so, But for me, that doesn't seem like something we would normally expect between Thanksgiving and Christmas, but it, it for us, it happened. Nice. Okay, cool. So around eight to nine new faces from the the one week free you're offering but on average two to three okay so i know you said that you're you just started to dabble in facebook advertising um how is that going are you seeing success from that we haven't yet um we're still pretty new at it so working on figuring out how to narrow that demographic down has been challenging for us and and how to reach the people that we want to reach um we do some advertising through email too so we collect emails and, and try to you know get in front of people as many times as we can um yeah. and then again that's a free thing that we do um but no we haven't seen a ton of return from facebook yet as far as i know um but again it's just something that we've started messing with a bit yep yeah and that's the thing i think a lot of people shy away from like facebook advertising because it is ever changing you know it's it's not like a linear thing um but it can i think if it's done successfully it can it you know if it's hitting the right demographic, the right radius, you know, it's, it's successful, but it's just a matter of knowing how to do it. So yeah, I can something. Oh, sorry. Something else that we have done that is paid that I forgot about a bit ago was um, Google for business. We have done some ads through there. Um, that has, we, we've gotten good um, analytics as far as that goes, as far as how many people are viewing our page, whether that's translating into who we're seeing walk through the door. We're not exactly sure how, well it's translating um i think we're getting a lot of views but i don't necessarily think those people are making the decisions to walk through the door and again that's the most challenging part um we're finding that a lot of people know who we are it's just taking that fear away of walking through for the first time yeah. that is the most challenging okay gotcha yeah so with you doing kind of going back to like the drop in the bundle you know then you're doing paid advertising do you have you found any struggle as far as a tracking process to kind of 
know who's who's new coming in and staying? We um, we use a system called Gym Catch. Okay. Uh, we looked at Mind Body coming in. Mind Body was just not in price point for us at the time when we we um, opened. Gym Catch is, I believe, a UK based company, um, and it's worked really, really well for us. I believe they're um, they're much smaller than Mind Body, and they're running updates constantly. So I feel like we're almost growing and evolving with them. So as they keep updating their system, we can keep updating what we're able to do on our end. Um, for tracking, it's been great. Um, when we came in in January, our our um, renovation process happened so fast. It happened in the course of six weeks. Um, we were still renovating the night before opening. So we went back to good old paper pen sign-in for the first two months. Um, wow. It was hectic. And um, we tracked bundles and memberships in an Excel document, which I do not recommend. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and again, COVID, I, I mean... We can say a lot of bad things about it, but it was a blessing in that it pushed us into that software faster yeah. um, so that we could have people pay online to take our virtual classes. Yep. It, it, we launched it the same day we launched virtual classes. It forced us into it faster than we probably would have on our own. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's a that's a good silver lining there to a takeaway because of COVID, right? COVID's just- We've got to find the silver linings otherwise. <laughs> to find it. Exactly. Okay, cool. So <laughs> something else I want to ask you here is, yeah. you know, is there any bottleneck within the facility right now that you feel like is causing congestion that's preventing you from growth? Um, I think just getting our systems down is, is one of the key things that we're working on right now, automating as much as we can. Yep. Um, Right now, a lot of that falls on me, unfortunately. <laughs> a lot of the of the processes are still manual. Um, we're working on, we have a great staff, um, but again, we're still working on training them to be able to replicate what I'm currently doing. doing. And um, that is a challenge. It's, it's challenging when I know I can do it myself faster <laughs> than I can teach someone to do it and then help correct and facilitate that. It's yep. difficult for me to spend and invest that time in that training um, and figuring out how to automate for the first time because it's time consuming up front. Um, yeah. So I'd say if we had to look at anything that's holding us back from growth, that's definitely it. And it's on the forefront of our list for 2022. Nice. Okay, cool. So that kind of leads me into, into my next thing here is what are some goals that you guys are chasing at Rockstar Wellness for 2022? We still want to increase the number of people that we see in our facility per week. I think we have a lot of room to grow. Um, I want to get back to where we were pre-pandemic. Those first two months were amazing and felt awesome. And you could walk into our facility and we'd have three classes running and all of them are full. Yeah. Um, that we haven't seen in a while. And I know that it'll continue to pick up as as we hopefully exit <laughs> this, this period in our uh, history. Um, but that's definitely one goal that we have. Um, again, entering into the school systems and trying to um, be a positive influence there as much as possible. Yeah. Um, I think we'll see that down the down years from now, we're going to see um, more people participating in fitness activities in facilities like ours if we can develop a love of that early on um, in a child's life. And yeah. um, just, yeah, continuing to grow and be a positive um, influence on the community, 
doing a lot more community events, something that we've been really passionate about too. We partner with a lot of local businesses, uh, which we've also found really helpful for us when we, um, you know, they may not know anything about us, but if they have a connection with another local business, it helps us um, to maybe get in front of those people and show them what we do. Um, so that's been really good for us as well and something we want to do more of. Okay, well, nice, nice. And so since we're kind of nearing the, the end-ish of our time here, I have one final question for you that I'd like to ask everybody. And that is, if you could go back five years, I'm sure you right now I'm going to ask you, what is something that you would tell yourself? Oh, goodness. Um, <laughs> my husband would say, don't do it. Um, <laughs> for me, um, I would just say, you know, be patient because it's not going to be the easiest <laughs> journey in the world. Um, just take care of yourself along the way because it's something I neglect regularly <laughs> as myself as we move through this. Um, and then just um, to continue to just enjoy the journey and um, I think I always have like something bigger in mind and I, I don't focus on the here and now as much as I'd like to. So that would be something to tell myself too. Yeah, absolutely. And I think I actually resonate and agree with a lot of those things myself that you said. I think it's just, I think it's human nature. It's super easy to just always be focusing on the future and never ever present in the now. And it's, it's sad when you look back and you're like, man, like there's so many moments that were so great in the moment. And I, I just didn't, soak it in in the ways that I should have or could have yeah. um, so one last thing here I want I want you to do is for our listeners like go ahead and, and plug your social media and where people can find you yeah cool. awesome yeah um so we're on Facebook Rockstar Wellness LLC our handle on Instagram is Rockstar Wellness LLC our website is www.rockstarwellnessllc.com um, we're located in Marietta Ohio Awesome. Awesome. All right. Well, again, Rachel, it was a pleasure having you. Um, Jim Lords, I hope you guys gained some value from today's episode. And if you liked what you heard today, you can like and subscribe on all listening platforms. If you want to take it a step further from there and be our next guest, fill out the application form below. Again, Rachel Burnham with Rockstar Wellness out of Marietta, Ohio. And Jim Lords, we will catch you on the flip side. Jim Lords out. Thank you for listening to this interview, but don't go anywhere. We still have two more incredible interviews coming right up inside this episode. But if you're a gym owner that's looking to get more clients, keep them longer, and make more money, head to the link in the description of this podcast and schedule a free leave your credit card at home consultation with one of our business consultants. You see, here at Gym Launch, we've helped over 4,000 gym owners across the world increase their sales, take home more money, and build the business of their dreams. And it simply starts with a phone call. Click on the link in the description of this podcast to schedule your call today. Now, let's head into the next interview. Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast, where we talk to real gym owners who are in the trenches doing work, changing lives. I'm your host, Dominic. Today, I'm here with my guest, Wade Ritchie, owner of F45 Training, Milwaukee Lakefront location. Wade, how are you doing today? I'm doing well, Dominic. Thanks for having me. Thank you for being here, sir. I'm excited to our... Listeners out there who might not know, tell us about F45, uh, how you run it, how your franchise operates, and what the model is. Sure. Uh, so F45 is a, a HIT training model. Um, so we do interval training. Um, it's all instructor-led, group stuff. So we'll have anywhere from five to 30 people 
in a workout, um, which is kind of fun because you get a lot more energy that way. Um, there's thousands of exercises in the database that F45 uses worldwide. Um, each workout is different. So every day you come in, you get something new. Uh, it keeps the body adapting and keeps, the, keeps people interested. Um, from a trainer perspective, it's really nice because we have a lot of technology that drives the workout, which frees the trainer up to be able to go around and talk to each individual person, work with them on a one-on-one -on -one basis, um, and, and kind of either help them with form and technique, or maybe just to give them some motivation, or even possibly just give them an ear to, to listen to their story for the day. Um, <clears throat> we've owned this facility for about two years now. Um, I'd, I'd like to say that probably my biggest value add with F45 is that I come from a personal training background. So I can bring in sort of the, the technicalities of personal training and um, working with people one-on-one -on -one to overcome obstacles and, um, and uh, get the most out of their workouts. But then to put that into a group atmosphere where, you know, 90% of the time people don't need that one-on-one -on -one trainer. They just need some, some energy to help keep them motivated throughout the workout. So F45 allows me to do both um, with that to, to help more people and to keep working with that one-on-one -on -one passion. Awesome, man. That, that's a, a great summary. One of the things you mentioned is uh, some technology that you leverage. Uh, something that I think that I've seen has been um, at the individual stations workouts is use video monitors to demonstrate movements so that people can get a, ref a fresher uh, or refresher on what it should look like and how they should do it. Are there other things that you're using in the studio that sure. add to the experience like that? Yeah, so um, so the videos are nice because all of the exercises that you're gonna do that day are on the TVs at the front of the room and they're all numbered. So you can kind of, we joke like you could actually speak a different language and still make it through an F45 workout. Um, but the, the technology, we also have um, heart rate monitor machines so you can wear a heart rate monitor and we, we can keep track of that. Um, as a trainer, it gives us a kind of a little um, incentive for the, the member to try and like motivate them to go a little harder or to understand where their heart rate is at as far as the, the rest intervals versus the work intervals, um, how many calories are burned, that sort of thing. So that helps. Um, but then also the um, one of the upsides to the pandemic was that F45 developed this fantastic on-demand model um, so with each, each of our members has access to um, this on-demand app that gives them F45 specific workouts um, at the, you know, at the touch of a finger, anywhere on your phone, you could be in a, a hotel or on a beach and go through an F45 workout of your choice. Um, so it allows for a lot of our, our traveling members or for our people that are stuck at home for whatever reason to still get in a, a solid F45 type workout um, and not feel like they've lost so much of their fitness just because they were gone on vacation for a week. So the technology side of things has come a long ways um, in, uh, in helping the trainers, but also in just giving those members a lot more um, tools to work with. Um, we also have a 45-day challenge that we offer four times a year. And in that 45-day challenge, um, the, the technology allows them to have a specified nutrition plan to get them from where they're at to where they want to be in that 45-day uh, period. And it gives them you know, weekly grocery shopping lists, et cetera which really frees us up as a trainer to really work on that, uh, like the obstacles and motivation to help get that person to where they want to be versus just simply writing, you know, nutrition plan after nutrition plan um, and, you know, kind of wasting more time this way. It just, it frees us up to really work with that person's individual needs. Awesome. Awesome. So it's not a, just a bunch of uh, bells and whistles and shiny objects. It's things that 
actually help the clients in in their journey and help your you as trainers to not do things that you can automate or systematize so that you can really focus on the people skills side of things. Correct. Yep. Yep. Frees us up quite a bit for that. You bet. Perfect. I mean, who, who, who wouldn't want something like that? And I'm, I'm sure that's part of why, you know, the investment in an F45 is bigger than some other fitness hit type uh, models that we, we won't mention. Um, but sure. it is one of those things that um, I've heard and talking to other, you know, owners and things like that, that, that is a larger upfront investment, but you're leveraging a lot of technology, a brand that's growing, all that stuff. So super right. cool to hear more of what it's involved in, to hear your conviction in why it's a good idea and how you use it and not just, hey, stuff looks cool. You know, we get people in and it's the same workout. Like there's there's a lot of difference in there. So how do you get people in the door? Uh, what are you doing for marketing? How much of it is on your own? How much of it is done by corporate, if any? What's that look like? Yeah, that's a good question. So th there's there's a lot of different approaches that we use for marketing um, and pre-pandemic is different than post-pandemic. Um, so post-pandemic, we, we do have a, um, a social media marketing company that um, does direct targeted ads on social media. Um, <clears throat> we get a fair number of people through that. Um, we get a, a number of people through uh, just the, the, the global or general marketing, which is from our franchise um, with people like, like Mark Wahlberg um, or David Beckham. Those are some of our big ambassadors. A lot of people follow them and uh, hear about us. And then they, they seek us out because they know that those people are, um, are big in F45. Um, we also do a lot of stuff that's really, you know, boots on the ground, hyper local, um, getting involved with, with uh, local charities or teaming up with a local business. Um, we do, like I said, we run these 45 day challenges four times a year. And so a lot of times we like to team up with local companies to, um, either supply prizes, awards. Um, sometimes we get catered from different, uh, local restaurants and stuff. Uh, we buy coffee from the local coffee shop and give that to our members. So it's really just trying to get as involved in the community as we can. Um, we've, from day one, we've, we've really been community oriented and the community has given back tenfold, which is fantastic. Um, so we continue to go down that route. Um, but I think the last one, which you probably hear from about everybody, um, but is the, just the referral side of things. So we've really worked hard to develop these relationships with our current members, um, to, to do a really nice job with them and get them the results they're looking for and provide as much value as we can. Um, and in return, they, uh, you know, they refer people in and it's not, it's not by accident, you know, I think, I think uh, you got to work hard to earn those referrals. And sometimes you can, you can ask for a referral all day long. Um, and whether or not somebody has somebody in mind at that time could be a, a, a big difference maker. But if you're consistent about that messaging, about asking for those referrals in different ways, um, and keeping it top of mind for your members, you're bound to, to be successful once in a while. Um, so I would say that probably our, um, our most lead generating uh, source that actually turns into new members is probably referral marketing. Wow. So you have, you basically have the, your eyes open, irons in the fire, every cliche possible for you're looking at every available marketing channel and putting some degree of energy and effort into it and trying to maintain that multifaceted approach versus just having one thing 
that you're sink or swim on, right? It's great that referrals are your, your biggest source, right? Because who doesn't want referrals? They make the sales process easier. They become your best customers because they're like your other good customers, but you're not just dependent on it and just sitting there saying, when this dries up, I'll look at other things. You are putting, you know, some effort into every aspect that, that you can get your hands on. Everything that seems to, to pay back in return to the right amount makes sense for us to, to invest in. Um, obviously, each of these you know, has been tested along the way to make sure we're getting the, the right rate of return. But yeah, each of the, each of the different avenues um, is successful. And um, we keep obviously fine-tuning the machine to make sure that it's, it continues to be successful and keeps building that, that business um, to the healthy state that it is. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, we always talk to, to business owners that you have your, your paid marketing where you can actually calculate things and then, you know, whether it's organic or free or whatever you want to call it, like referrals generally don't cost you a lot to get in dollars. They cost you a lot of goodwill. There's a lot of work that you have to do to get them. Some people do pay for their referrals, but the ROI on that stuff is almost infinite. It's, it's immeasurable. Whenever you get it, it's great, right? The, right. Uh, you know, the magic number for a lot of fitness businesses, if you can get more referrals each month than people you lose, you know, your business just continues to grow almost without having to, to worry about marketing almost because you always have to do it. But on the paid side of things, what have you found, you know, you mentioned getting a return. What are you getting the biggest return on your dollar for right now of the things that you're tracking? Uh, are you saying from the paid marketing perspective? Yeah, from the paid side. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so we do uh, mostly Facebook, quite frankly, is, is the most successful for the paid marketing. Um, it is high, it's a high lead generator, um, but it's a lower number of closed or percentage of closed sales, right? So higher, higher number of leads overall, um, but lower percentage of sales. So um, the thing is, it's just, it's just so easy to broadcast that, that net to such a large market real fast on Facebook. And you can change that message so quickly um, because we go from, like, from a challenge, leading up to a challenge, we'll do marketing. Then during a challenge, there's a different marketing. After a challenge, there's a separate marketing. Um, and then throughout the year, there's different holidays. Um, there's the New Year's resolution rush. So there's a number of different times that we need to change that marketing message. Um, and, and that social media platform is just so quick and easy to change it and try it out. So, um, so each time we get the chance to, to, to add a little bit different value to our, our paid social media marketing, um, it, it seems to work well in our favor to put the time and effort in to change it um, and get it back out there to those people because seems like every time that we do change that message, we get another, another new response of somebody that's seen the message a number of different times, but this, just this slight tweak um, makes the difference for them to make that phone call or to, to stop in and do their first workout with us. So it's, it's quick. It's quick and easy to change. That's, that's my basic uh, feedback on that one. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I agree. And it's one of those things where a lot of times we'll talk to people and they say, well, Facebook doesn't work in my market or Instagram doesn't work in my market or the ads dried up. And, and you actually brought up a good point that we always end up talking to people about is it, the offer isn't, you know, the people aren't going away. There's still more people on the couch than there are going to be in the gym. Your market isn't oversaturated. You're not in too small of a community, whatever it is. It's usually 
your advertisements aren't fresh enough. You're not changing things. Everything looks the same or it's boring or, mm -hmm. you know, you know, the examples was like LA fitness has been giving people a, a free week to start for 50 years. It's basically the same offer. They just put a different wrapper on it and, you know, gets people's attention, right? You got to stop people from scrolling, make them look up. And if they've seen your challenge ad for the last four weeks, they are, they're banner blind to it. But as soon as you have something different, oh, what's this? And then mm -hmm. they tell you, right, how many times like, oh, I never even knew you guys were there. It's like, well, we've been advertising you for two years. You just mm -hmm. you had to see the ad that caught your eye. So um, for sure, changing the, the messaging up all the time is, is an important thing or, or the wrapper that it's in, right? You're always going to offer group training. You're only going to have so many different ways you can do it, but you have to put a, a different spin on it to keep people engaged and get new people engaged. So I love that point of view. Mm -hmm. The, the deeper level on that, and it sounds like you've spent enough time in it that you probably have a good idea of this, and I think it's super cool, is you get people that either play the, the short game or the long game, and I guess the short game turns into the long game, so um, on their advertising, and a lot of it has to do with ROI and lifetime value of a client. You know, Some people will say, hey, you know what, I, I put $100 into Facebook, and the quality that I get, whatever it leads to you know, one sign up and I collect a hundred dollars on the first day. So, you know, they're breaking even, or sometimes people say, you know what, I lose money on, on going forward, but by month three, I'm doing okay. And then, uh, you know, you have some people that seemingly have cracked the code and they're like, oh, you know, I put a hundred dollars into Facebook and I get $300 back on day one. Uh, you know, and it's just one of those things where they, it rolls in. So, and it's just different strategies. I don't think it's right or wrong. Everybody would like to have it all, but do you feel like you fall on one side of that coin or the other? That's a good question. I feel like, um, I feel like we've gone through a lot of different versions of that story. Um, we've, we've had, you know, we've had times where things bombed and we had to quickly make a change to, uh, you know, to, to bring it back around and start getting a better return on investment. Um, and we've, we've also done the opposite where we just, we, we threw something out there. We were like, this is, this probably isn't going to work. Um, over the course of time, uh, it ends up catching on and, and doing well. Um, there's, there's different, how do I put this? We try to put enough content on our social media that if somebody is interested in one thing, they can, they can scroll through our, uh, social media and see a lot more things about our studio, about our community. Um, that gives them a ge more general understanding of what we do um, or what it's like inside of RF45. Um, so I'd say from like a, a short-term perspective, you know, like you can't, you can't throw a thousand dollars at the wall and expect all $1,000 to hit every time, right? Sometimes it'll all hit other times it'll all hit the floor. <laughs> um, so there is a bit of a gamble to it to a certain extent. Um, but I think, I think from a, um, from a business perspective, if you're not willing to invest some of that money, knowing that you might not see it all return, um, or you might see a large return, then you probably aren't ready for the risk of owning a business, right? So there's a lot of calculating that goes into it, but uh, listening and learning to what is working and what isn't, um, sort of creating that, that pattern, I think has helped us be successful, um, even from a shorter term basis. Uh, compared to what we we had um, done in the past, um, so I, I think the longer that we are open, the more we learn about what's working and what isn't. 
and uh, what our what our network or what our community is interested in as well. Um, so I think you you do to a certain extent you do have to make it that long to understand what it is that's going to work. And sometimes people just get plain lucky. They throw out the right message at the right time, and it lands on the right people, and you're successful. But um, I I don't like to leave it up to luck. Let's put it that way. It truly needs to be calculated, in my opinion. So you're you're approaching it with the real kind of scientific method formula of this is what I'm doing. I'm going to track it. This works. I'll I'll put this over here. I'll try this other thing. Right? That didn't work as well. I'm going to go back to the thing that worked. You know. So you have you have some tools in your arsenal. So I like that approach for sure. So we were talking about referrals. We talked about advertising. Those things both funnel people into whatever your sales process is. What does that look like? I know you run challenges, so that may be one sale, but you know, someone coming in on a referral versus someone that comes in off an advertisement, like how choreographed is it? Is it you that does it? Is there a specific team member? What does it look like? Yeah, good question. So um, all of our leads that come through our funnel, whether it's a referral or from, uh, from our marketing and from social media, et cetera, uh, they all go through myself and our head trainer. And uh, the two of us sort of tag team that sale, that sales process. So whether it's um, whether I'm if I'm coaching a class and she's free, she's following up with them, vice versa. Um, we have you know almost daily meetings to go over each of those different uh, contacts and where they're at in the in the pipeline, um, just to make sure that that we haven't let anything slip through the cracks that we're giving that person as much value as we can to help hopefully get them in the door. Um, the conversation with the referral versus the, the cold social media type lead um, can be very different because typically the referral has had a conversation with the person that's referring them in about what it is that we do. Um, and they've, they've got a great general understanding and are already sort of in a positive light um, on, what, on what F45 is and what our community is like. Um, where the person that came in cold from social media um, is really starting from from very ground level, very surface level. Um, and we've got to explain to them like how the process works, get to know them um, and how to how to sort of how to explain how to how they're going to fit into our system um, or if they will fit into that system, how we can give them value, how we can get them to their goals. Everybody that comes in the door has a goal they're trying to achieve. Uh, so it's our job to make sure that they understand how our process works and how we could help them get to that goal um, and keep them excited and motivated along that process. So um, I hope that answers the question, but it's kind of kind of two different types of leads that we approach in a little different manner um, based on those conversations. Absolutely. And I think they need to be. So, you know, right there with you on that. So once people are in your funnel, right now they're into your, your fulfillment side, it's you're, you act as GM. I don't know if you do any coaching yourself, but you have a pretty sizable staff or seven trainers set in addition to yourself. Uh, currently we're, we're seven trainers, including myself. Okay. Mm -hmm. Okay. Cool. So obviously we know where you came from because you're an owner, you're a partner in the business. Where do you get your other trainers from? Are you hiring from outside? Are you taking clients and turning them into trainers? Are you you know, is it just your personal network from being a personal trainer? Uh, where are you finding people or is it, is it all of the yeah. above? Because yeah. that, that's an issue that almost every fitness business owner I talk to lately, they just can't find the people that they want. Yeah, it, that's, it's a good question. Um, I've, I've actually been in the fitness 
um, business for about 14 years now. Um, owning, I've owned a gym before this. Um, so I have a decent network created um, over those years. So um, between my network, um, we've, we've gotten a few trainers um, also from, from uh, just postings on the internet. We've gotten a few trainers. And um, also just from, from talking with our members, talking with our trainers to try and figure out like um, what other trainers they know or what other person they think might be a good fit for us. That's worked well in the past as well. Uh, we're very open about the fact that we're, we're looking to hire and uh, I don't think there's any point in hiding it. We have um, brought a couple members up from, uh, from being a member to being a, a trainer as well. And that's worked out very, very well. It's somebody that already understands the, the community of F45, they understand the workouts, they understand the expectations. Um, they're very motivated and excited to just help more people do and feel the way that they've felt during their experience with F45. Um, so I think it's a little bit of both. And I assume that the longer we are open, the more of that style trainer we're going to get um, just because of the number of people that get exposed to it, that, that really take a liking to it and want to take it to the next level. Um, training is a, is a fantastic side job. Like um, if you've, if you've got a job that you're, you're not quite as fulfilled from the fitness perspective or the social perspective, um, you can add in, you can easily add in a couple of classes here and there to, to teach and, um, you know, make some, some pretty good money. And we just like to, to help those people that are, you know, truly empathetic and, um, and driven for fitness to help people achieve their goals. Um, so fortunately we've got a great community that that's very tight knit, um, that has enough people that really want to also help by being trainers. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. And of the, of the other six trainers that you have, are any of them full-time or are they all part-time trainers? Yes. Good question. So right now we have, we have one other, um, one other trainer that's, she's a full-time head trainer. Um, mm -hmm. And then the rest of them are all part-time because um, since, since the pandemic hit, we did have some full-times before the pandemic and we had to back down on so many classes for so long that those people um, eventually went and found another, another full-time job, but now they're coaching with us part-time, um, on the side. Awesome. So the, the last question I have on the staffing side, because it comes up all the time are the, you know, the, how you manage the trainers from a payroll standpoint, are your trainers all contractors? Are they W2 employees? And how much of that is based on, uh, a fiscal uh, responsibility or decision, how much of it is like state and local law for you? Yeah. So uh, all of our employees are W2 employees. Um, I think honestly, it's just kind of a personal perspective. You can do either one um, based on our, our local laws and based on franchise agreement in F45. Um, but I, I have done um, some paid consulting in the past and um, it's, it's not, it's just not in my personal taste to, to want to go that route. It seems that the W2 employees um, that we have or that I've had in the past have been very, um, very friendly about the idea of, of being a W2 employee versus a contractor. So, um, so we've always gone that route and it, I've honestly not been interested in, in going another route um, for a long time, maybe 10 years or so. So I'll probably stick with that route unless I see another reason to change that. Fantastic. So we have a lot of the, 
the, how you get people in and what you do when they're there. Um, generally, people are coming in with you for group classes, high energy, the interval training that you have some ascension, you have the ability to put people into some small group training, a little bit higher, higher value, higher attention. Is that something that that you do there in your particular model? Yeah, so it's a good question. So all of our um, classes, all of our workouts are for all levels um, of, of fitness or abilities. So we really don't, um, we really don't try to make the groups smaller in order to increase value or something in that regard. Um, one of the keys to success in for us in that way is that we always have two trainers per class at minimum. So each person that comes in our, our studio has two trainers walking around versus one. So you get an extra set of eyes, you get an extra, um, you know, brain for knowledge, you get an extra set of hands. So it really takes whatever size group it is and cuts it in half to make it feel like uh, from a personal training standpoint or from a personal ability standpoint that they've got a smaller group um, to get value out of. But uh, frankly, the larger the group, the more energy that that person gets and typically the more they like the experience. We very, very, very seldom get the feedback that the, the group is too large for their liking or that there's just too much energy and too much motivation for them. Um, a lot of times with newer people, we have to warn them about uh, the fact that it's such an uplifting, energetic environment that's going to push them past where they're usually comfortable with working out because um, they, they'll get they'll go too hard and then they'll um, they'll get tired and have to back down. They can't you know, can't go as hard as they, they feel fulfilled, but it's because that environment is so uplifting um, that once they get into good shape, then it's, it's a fantastic fit for them. But for new people, we're very specific about telling them, you, you know, take a couple of steps back, feel out the environment, learn your pace. Don't try to keep up with people around you. Um, and then with those two trainers going around, we can really sort of customize or individualize uh, the movements and the workouts for each person, uh, whether it's from an injury or limitation standpoint, or just the simple fact that they need to dial it down or dial it up based on their, their fitness or ability levels. That's uh, <laughs> I'm still thinking about you saying nobody ever says that it's too motivating or there's too <laughs> much energy. And, and yeah, I can see there being an outlier there, but for yeah, sure, that's what people are coming for, for the most part, right? They, they know they're working out is hard. They know that there are going to be things they know and things they don't know and in different things. So mm -hmm. there has to be something else. And when they see like, oh, it's a group, it's circuits. I'm not stuck doing the same thing the whole time. It's, it's only 45 minutes. So I can stop on the way home from work and, you know, I can do an hour, including my travel time. There's all those things. So right. definitely right. Can, can see where that would come into play. So as we get closer here, we're just about out of time. We're going to be having to wrap up in a few minutes here. But as we wind down, my biggest interest uh, of where you're going, you know, you've, you started just before the pandemic. You made it through the pandemic. You were you were on the rise. You got you got the mother nature kicking the head that everybody got. Then you've you've come back. You know you're you've adjusted. You've regrouped, and you're growing. Where do you see the the gym going in the next six months to a year? And do you see that there are any big obstacles in your way? Are there any things that you need to do to grow as an owner, or that the gym or the environment, anything needs to get where you see it going? That's an excellent question. Um, <clears throat> I'm a firm believer in that there, there's no time to rest. You're, they're constantly going to be learning and adapting and pivoting as, as an owner, as a, as a business. Um, the gym market is no different. It's a, it's a very competitive market. 
Um, and so if you're not growing, you're falling behind. Um, I think the growth potential for our particular studio is, is pretty great. I do see um, uh, probably a lot of growth coming in, in quarter one and quarter two of next year. I think the pandemic itself seems to be heading in the right direction at this point. Um, that being said, you know, the, the Delta variant definitely threw a little curveball in there, but, uh, you know, some, some things you just can't control anyway. So, um, we're just learning to adapt and, and grow stronger as we go. Um, our clientele, our membership base seems pretty resilient to it at this point. Um, they've, they've understood the, the risks of the virus at hand. And um, we do, you know, whatever means necessary to, to make it a safe environment for them to come in, um, help them feel comfortable. Uh, we can, we, we want to continue to do that. Um, so I only see growth potential for the next, you know, six to nine months um, in a pretty steady pace. Um, and then I think, uh, I think the gym market itself, I mean, losing about 33% of the total gym market in the, in the nation um, also, you know, is going to help some of us that, that made it through sadly, uh, because there's, there's still going to be a large number of people that want to go to a gym. Sure. People have tried to work out on their own at home. Um, but for the most part, people are coming back to a gym because either they got sick of working out on their own at home. They didn't have the right accountability. They weren't re re reaching their goals. They're, um, you know, they're looking for maybe a social dynamic within that gym, et cetera. So uh, the gyms that were able to remain open are probably going to, to see, um, you know, a, a, a good leap going forward. Um, from an economic standpoint, I, from what I understand, the quarter one and quarter two are also looking very good um, for us. So I think uh, from a gym perspective, if we can make it through to the end of 2021, I think 2022 is going to be the best year that we've seen uh, possibly ever in the gym industry. Fantastic. I hope that that tends to be the case for you. And, and realistically, because, you know, everybody's biggest competition competition is the couch and not each other. I, I hope all of the gyms out there see that growth and take advantage of, um, you know, people have been, been cooped up and, are able to, you know, come and find the right spot and whatever, you know, whatever means of fitness that they want, that they're out there and businesses start to grow back in on that thing. So that's all we have time for today. I'd love to dive in on about a hundred other topics and, and go further. But before I let you go, where can people find, find you, find your facility? If somebody happens to be in the Milwaukee area, maybe somebody just never heard of F45. They want to know more about it. How do they find you? Sure. Uh, our website is pretty simple. It's f45training.com backslash Milwaukee Lakefront. Um, you could also give me a call or check us out on Instagram or Facebook. We're happy to uh, host anybody that's going to be in town um, or just give people a good workout for a, a week, uh, week trial with us. Awesome, man. Well, I thank you very much for your time. It's been a pleasure having you. I feel that much smarter knowing more about F45 and some of the things you're doing. I hope our audience has gotten some good nuggets and pearls out of that too. Sure. Thanks, Dominic. You're very welcome, sir. And to everybody out there listening, we appreciate your time. We thank you for spending some, some of your day with us. If you want to hear more episodes, hit the subscribe button. We'll notify you when new ones drop. We're dropping them on a regular basis, a couple times a week right now. So watch that inbox. If you'd like to be on the show, click the link in the description. There's a form, fill it out. Someone from the team will get back to you. We'd love to have you on hear about you, your business, 
how you're change, changing lives in your area. To everybody out there in Jim Ward's nation, keep working hard, keep changing lives, keep kicking ass. Jim Ward's out. Thank you for listening to the podcast so far. Don't go anywhere. We still have another episode coming right up right after this word from one of our sponsors. The Gym Words Podcast is sponsored by Prestige Labs. Prestige Labs is the first and only nutritional supplements company built by gym owners for gym owners. Prestige Labs solves the problem that all gyms have experienced, the broken inventory model, low commissions, and even lower quality products. Prestige Labs provides 100% drop shipping, zero inventory, PhD formulated high quality supplements for you and your clients. The goal is simple, cover 100% of your rent while never sacrificing your integrity. To learn more, or to become an affiliate of Prestige Labs for free, apply at affiliate.prestigelabs.com. That's affiliate.prestigelabs.com. Double your client results, double your income. You can head to affiliate.prestigelabs.com to become an affiliate for free. Now stick around for the rest of this episode. Use coupon code GYMLORDS on prestigelabs.com for 20% off all future supplement orders. What's up, Gym Lords? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords podcast. My name is Bree. I will be your host today, and I am here with Josh from Gotham Gym and Savage MMA in Ohio. What's up, Josh? How are you today? I'm good, Bree. How's it going? Doing well. Thank you. Alrighty, so let's jump right into the details here. What is it that made you want to own your own gym? Oh, you know, I get this question a lot. And the number one thing I tell people is it was just observation. As I was going through my education for exercise science and physiology, I had noticed uh, I was already working in the industry and many people were going for these educations based just for employee based positions. But I wanted to do more with that. And as I was working in the industry, I saw the potential as I was being bounced around or in different positions, gaining experience that what if I could do this in one place? What if I could own it and I could help more people and work with more people directly? And that's one of the things that kicked it off. Okay, all right, awesome. So you have a degree in, was it exercise science? Yeah, I went to Kent State for exercise science and physiology. Okay, okay, cool. All right, so that's kind of what sparked it for you. Um, So now what, what does your business model look like? So you said you kind of wanted to offer everything in one place. So how do you structure that within your business? uh, And what types of services do you offer? Sure. So the business obviously has transformed over the years and and become something special as it is today. But Mm -hmm. in our current center, our services range from everything of a normal 24 seven fitness and rec center membership, to access to one-on-one sessions with trainers and coaches, all the way to classes, programs, and more. The bigger thing I would say is our services range in a diverse area as well. So we touch on things, for example, with alternative physical therapy or our sports performance and strength conditioning. We train amateur Olympic professional athletes and everyday people. With our combat sports, we lead amateur pros, Olympic, and we also lead eight US teams for the United States. So it's one of those things to our center can range. You can walk in and you can meet somebody that's just a neighbor down the street, or you could be next to a world champion and you'd never even know it. But these services just range from that low to that expert high level end. And we offer this in a way that it's a one-stop shop for anyone that wants to come to us. Awesome. Okay. All right. So lots of different levels 
lots of different services, but then also lots of different levels as far as the clients that you're coaching on a daily basis as well. So I'm sure that that keeps things interesting for you, mixes it up. Absolutely. So now how many clients are you currently serving within the facility? So, you know, it ranges, especially now that we're doing the holidays and in between a lot of college students are gone, but you know, on average, uh, the membership has grown up to about 200 per month and it's going to go far past that. You know, I'm sure all of us had our experiences before the pandemic to where we were Mm -hmm. way past those numbers, but we've been growing steadily since we relocated and uh, we're actually getting ready to expand again into a new location, which will allow for better visibility, retail market, other things, as well as the fact that it'll give better accessibility to the community. So, um, you know, that's only going to increase further. Okay. So now when was your first relocation? Was that pre-COVID or post-COVID? No, my first relocation was was quite a long time ago. Um, okay. I would probably say seven, no, probably eight, eight years ago. Seven, eight okay. years ago was my first mm-hmm. relocation. And then we've only gone up from there. Uh, we've mm-hmm. steadily grown into better spaces, better opportunities, better locations. And uh, then after the pandemic, we downsized and relocated to our current location. And now that we use a stepping stone to regain that traction back on what we lost, now we're back on track. Mm -hmm. Okay. Now, how large is the facility that you're in currently as far as square feet goes? It's about six. It's pretty small. It's about six. All right. And how were you able to regain that traction post-COVID? Uh, were there certain things that certain offers that you ran or certain systems that you put in place? How did you kind of recover? So one of the big things, you know, we had discussed was business models, right? Everyone's Mm -hmm. got their own business model. And again, what's most important is can you make it work for you? With a facility like ours, our services are something that people seek out. So what was more important than anything else was making sure that we still provided those services, made them affordable, but also made them in a safe way that they were accessible with the COVID regulations going on. We serve Mm -hmm. different parts of the community that many centers don't. Many fitness and wellness uh, and health and wellness businesses, they have a revolving door kind of membership retention. Their goal is to sign anybody up with a sale and get that person on a contract and they get what they can get. And when they leave, they leave. Our services are all hands-on. The only one that is not is the 24-7 fitness. So when Mm -hmm. people come to us, they're coming to work directly with coaches or trainers. And by keeping that business model, we've seen immense success in a growth of numbers, results, uh, simple things like referrals and network to network. Uh, Our business to business relations because of our successes have been huge in the support that we've received in our area. And now moving forward, as we've gained that traction, because we chose our business model to come back to that, pay for the services you're here for, keep it that simple. And uh, it's been well, it's done very good for us. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So uh, it's more of a, the one-on-one attention that you're giving your clients obviously helps with retention and results as well. So now, as far as retention goes, it sounds like you've got really great retention. Is that the case? Do your clients typically stick with you for a number of years? Yes. Yeah. A lot of our clients stick with us for years. You know, the way that we manage, if if we're going to get into the retention and some of the other stuff, 
the way that mm-hmm. we, we operate everything with our, our staff, with our clients, with everything, it's made to be able to work with them. You know, a lot of places, what they do is they have a package and that's it. We have mm-hmm. people of all backgrounds and all different areas that come to us. And some of them we modify, we mix and match the packages to make it more customized for them. And I use an incredible software. Um, and I'm not sure if I should say that over here or not, but the software I use tracks all of my data, keeps all of my stuff in line, shows which programs are growing, with which clients, with staff, what revenue streams are coming in. It keeps track of everything. And we actually specifically did that as you said, to help gain our traction after the pandemic. And when right. we switched to this software, it was incredible. It keeps to where everyone feels very comfortable. If somebody needs something adjusted in their billing or in their membership, I can go in or my staff can go in and we can adjust it with no problem. Um, this has really helped people feel comfortable. And I think that's a, that's a big statement. During yeah. the pandemic and post-COVID, people are still very uncomfortable. Uh, mm-hmm. financially with employment with whatever may be going on with health and safety and when we've taken some of these steps it's really allowed for my staff to feel more comfortable for the clients to feel more comfortable um, when you talk about retention one of the nice things that i found out of this software for me is you know many clients i know you have your previous experience too many clients and customers they'll forget to pay they'll forget their monthly dues or their weekly dues or their session dues and one of the things that I love about the software I use is it specifically takes care of it for them. And so what's right. nice about it is now you eliminate that financial tension and discussion mm-hmm. between the staff member and the clients. Uh, even in our, you know, again, our group, ex, our group classes, our combat sports programs, all of it, it allows to where those staff can show up comfortably. So they're happier, they're more focused and they feel more comfortable too. So on both sides, I would say that's a huge part of why we have membership retention. Yeah, 100%. That's something that actually surprises me that it surprises me to hear that gym owners are still chasing people down monthly for monthly dues. You know, that's something that somebody brought up to me the other day and it actually it was surprising to me. I didn't think that anybody still did that, to be honest with you. Um, you know, to have the electronic funds transfer systems in place is a thousand times easier for everyone. You know, the uh, the client, for the gym owner, for the staff members, everything. It, the amount of time alone that it takes to track everyone down and make sure everyone's up to date and it's insane um so it just really simplifies things for sure i and i i agree with you so i've uh obviously i've been in this industry a long time and a lot of the stuff that i've seen a lot of it i've just seen it as a commercialized repetitive cycle of maybe this sounds wrong but swindling people and one of the things that i try and do in our facility and with our staff and our companies we try and make it simple you know the key fobs that they receive when they sign up for our software goes to our doors right? Just like any other fitness center that, or business that uses it. But what it does is it's kind of real simple. If their key fob doesn't work, maybe the payment didn't come out and it creates that dialogue and they feel that like, oh, but I wanted to go. Okay. I'm going to take right. care of my responsibilities. The next mm-hmm. thing is it also helps them learn how it affects us as business owners. So they mutually see that, ooh, if I'm not paying them, then they can't keep their doors open. Mm-hmm. And so the whole point of creating this communication starts in my company as soon as they sign up. 
the only fee they pay for is just the key fob. That's the sign-up fee. There is no extra nickel and dime along the way. There's no every three months, there's a couple dollar increase. None of that. We got rid of all that stuff and we make it simple. What people pay for is what they get. And when they mm -hmm. want to change your membership and they want to do things, we deeply discuss about why and is it worth it? And at the end of the day, you and I both know when you talk about membership retention, I may have somebody that, okay, they bit off a little more than they can chew with maybe private sessions, but maybe they're mm -hmm. still keeping it instead of four times a week for private sessions, they're doing two and then they're doing some classes. But at the end of the day, that person is still getting results and they're happy to be there now because they don't feel that pressure, that uh, weighing of a financial struggle. And what matters to them after that is that we worked with them on it. So these are right. just some of the values we continue, but you're right. People still chase down uh, cash. They still utilize to where it's like, hey, this is the contract you signed. If you don't agree to it, too bad. Mm -hmm. I just, I have a different perspective. Not everyone does. And right. I, really, I really like the results that we've come with trying to communicate and understand our clients. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Taking a more one-on-one -on -one approach and being more personable and just showing your clients that you care essentially it goes a long way for sure as far as retention goes especially now on the other side of that generating new clients getting new faces in your door how are you doing that so this is where we talked about some of the good and some of the bad <laughs> <laughs> um well right now a lot of the people that look us up as i express that's probably one of the best qualities my center has is because mm -hmm. of how prestigious a lot of our stuff is, people look us up and they call mm -hmm. us in regards to that because they want access to those services. So that's one of the things I've set in place that has really helped with that. The media and marketing, not so much. Uh, mm -hmm. you know, nowadays, it's just, it is too competitive out there. I'm not saying it's not worth it, uh, but for example, it's one of those things to where every you know, two scrolls on a social media page, you're going to see something. If you type in something for a fitness center, you're going to see every two scrolls, 10 different businesses, 10 different ads for an online fitness, 10 different, you know, in your area, 10 different. And so here's the thing we've taken direct marketing approach. We post things about our successes and we mm -hmm. post things about, uh, events, accomplishments, and we try and do more engagement based stuff. And we're actually yeah. pursuing that on another level. So I recently, unfortunately, had to let go of a marketing director and I'm looking for someone new. We incentivize mm -hmm. to a huge extent because we're looking to find somebody that understands that the more that they push people in and engage people in our company, the more rewarding it is for them. And we want them to grow and have the same opportunity, but it's also hard staffing. So it's hard finding staffing for good marketing, hard finding staffing for more coaches. So look at our new facility we're expanding to. I'm going mm -hmm. to hire probably 15 new people. And I've been interviewing people for the past year and a half and only gotten two. Mm -hmm. So, you know, so as far as the marketing, it's more direct engagement. That's okay. Cool. Yeah. So have you ever done paid advertising, like through Facebook, Google, Instagram, things of that nature? You've done it before? Yes. Okay. And you just, you didn't see good results with it? No, I saw some results. I didn't see good mm -hmm. results. Um, you know, okay. and I, I'm not saying I would be opposed to be, to do it again. I think mm -hmm. complemented with the right type of marketing director, I think yeah. go a long way. I think mm -hmm. they would be able to utilize that in a much better standpoint than I could. 
um, <laughs> and is oh, I'm honest about my marketing skills. And, uh, and I think that uh, utilizing those services in the future, I think during the pandemic, it was very difficult because, you know, we dropped, we dropped from having, I mean, we were over, I don't know, probably 700 people used to come to us. And wow. we dropped down and then we lost everything between our classes, between everything else, our sessions, our clients, our trainers, our everything. And the pandemic hit. But I think utilizing this stuff moving forward, we didn't see much during the pandemic because people were still uncomfortable. But I think mm-hmm. moving forward now, we've used some paid for advertising on our marketing posts with direct engagement based stuff. And it helped. I think um, utilizing the right type of marketing to set it differently, uh, which is actually mm-hmm. something I've been looking into, I think goes a long way. Yeah, for sure. It does. It's a hundred percent a useful tool, but it's something that you have to optimize, obviously. I mean, you have to pay a lot of attention to it. There's a lot that goes into it. Um, so kind of learning the ins and the outs of it is, it can be a lot at first and obviously it costs money too. So it's not something that you want to just throw money out, throw money at rather and hope for the best. Um, so yeah, I can completely understand that, but when you do get it right, it can be a game changer. So I always, um, always suggest learning as much as you can about that because it's such a useful tool, you know, because if you know how to fish, if you know how to acquire new clients, like that's one of the most useful tools that you can have. Um, With the marketing that you're doing currently, how many new faces on average are you seeing per month? Would you say? Um, Without checking the data, I would probably say that we're probably seeing, well, Right now, we all know this is kind of a lower getting to a higher point a year, but we're going to say probably about 10 new faces a month. Okay. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay. Isn't, isn't too bad. It's not where we want to be. And we know that uh, as we are relocating, we know we're going to be pushing marketing with news stations, television stations, radio stations, and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. I know with the new expansion of what we're going to and what we're doing, it's a huge difference. We're going from 6,000 to it's like 17,000. You know, and previously before the pandemic, we were in 40,000. So it's one of those things. Wow. Where, yeah. Yeah. I wasn't kidding when I said we downsized. <laughs> um, yeah, I guess. Yeah. So, you know, so as we use some of this marketing moving forward, it'll definitely change that. We're probably expecting instead of seeing 10 per month, we're probably expecting to see around 30, you know, and yeah. there's going to be new accessible programming and things for children and programs separated. There's going to be all sorts of new add-ons. And so, I mean, that's being conservative with a 30 mark, but we're, we're very confident in that type of growth. We've done the numbers, we did financial projections and mm-hmm. uh, yeah, we're liking where it's going. Awesome. And what's the timeline on that expansion? So uh, it should be starting underway. Uh, we should, everything should be finalized in the next few days with the signage, the lease and everything else and optimizing the facility. We'll have the contractors, I'd say we're looking at an opening by January 1st. Oh, okay. Wow. So it's right around the corner then. Yep. Yeah. That's we're awesome. We don't want to miss New Year's. I mean, we all know in our business, no. that's a huge part. <laughs> so, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, speaking of New Year's, is there anything um, that you're planning to roll out for New Year's as far as offers or anything like that? I know a lot of people are kind of kicking things off even this week with like Black Friday deals, things of that nature. But um yeah, are you are you rolling anything out, especially expanding into that new facility as well during that time? 
Yeah, absolutely. You know, there's always room for different types of offers based on different holidays, different types of things, grand openings, other stuff. There's always certain deals that you want to customize and optimize, as you said, based on your situation, right? Mm -hmm. um, and we will be, absolutely. We'll be giving everything from simple things like, you know, half off our 24-7 membership to which, you know, again, now this new facility is going to have showers and locker rooms and everything else and be able to, you know, it's going to be very nice. So when mm -hmm. we do all this, we're going to have that. We're going to give discounts on personal training and group packages and everything else. All the stuff you kind of see, we're going to do. The only difference is, you know, it's not going to be so cheap that it's uh, it doesn't pay. And that's one right. of the things that we, you know, we've learned our lessons in is you see these places like, hey, you know, unlimited access for $10 a month for the first year. Yeah. Well, unfortunately, you know, we have we have world-class coaches and trainers in there. We have people, this is their full-time job. This is what mm -hmm. they do. They're highly educated and experienced. Uh, and these individuals taking that time, they have to make a living and that $10 doesn't quite do that. But we'll no. make it affordable. We'll make it to where the bills get paid. We'll make sure the staff gets paid and we'll make sure that we're all in this growing together. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's, um, I think that pricing is something that a lot of gym owners struggle with uh, for a couple of different reasons. And, you know, everybody wants to be competitive, uh, of course, but you kind of get into a situation a lot of times where it's like a race to zero. You know, it's like you want to provide the most value, but you also want to charge the lowest rate but they don't really go hand in hand you know and then you kind of have to think about it too the people that pay pay attention you know it's like the people who are paying a higher ticket for their training typically are more invested they're paying more attention they're getting better results and then they're staying longer actually yeah. um but that's something that sometimes it can be hard to kind of put a number on that value especially for yourself you know um because you want to you want to keep it affordable and keep it a, a low enough price that obviously people can do it but at the same time you don't want it to be too low so it can be a hard a hard balance for sure i think a lot of people struggle with pricing we deal we deal with a lot of that considering we have the martial arts and combat sports section inside of our facility as well uh, you know we deal with that quite a bit there mm -hmm. are tons of offers of this many months free or this free uniform, this and that free, blah, 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 blah. And one of the things that we talk about is exactly what you were saying is reiterating that we understand that somewhere else down the street has a cheaper deal. We understand that these major companies, which I won't name on here, have huge discounts on their deals, but the way that they structure their facility and their business, they're not there to tailor services to you. They just offer a small, very broad service that everyone can use. And eventually those people end up coming to us anyways. So as you right. said, and that was probably the best point you could ever make, is if you asked me, what is our main clientele? Our main clientele are people that actually know that they want to take things to the next step. So in fact, we have two different phrases on the sides of our, our window graphics and on our center and website and everything. It's uh, take your training to the next level or take your fitness to the next level. And that's because many people, as you stated, that are invested, they're sitting mm -hmm. here and they're going, look, I want to find somewhere. I know how to work out. I know how to do these things. I know basic nutrition, but I want to take mm -hmm. these things to the next level. Or I'm an athlete, my son, my daughter's an athlete, and I want them to go full ride. And they're so close, but I want, I need them to get in better shape or get better technical training. 
these are all things that we see, you know, with many people that come to us that have been in fitness even longer than we've been around. And they mm -hmm. look for that expertise. So like you said, they're willing to pay for it. And what we do is we still offer discounts and sales because we should. I feel as though we should give back. These people give to us. They help keep our center open, give us the opportunity to do what we love. We should absolutely reward with different things. Mm -hmm. um, and so, yeah, that's one of the things that I am very fond of is not racing to zero, but making sure that we give an appropriate price that everyone, including my staff, is comfortable with. Right. Yeah, of course. And then that draws the people in that you really want to work with. You know, you want the people that are serious about reaching their goals. You want the people that are ready to take it to that next level. So it all kind of lines up. You just have to not be afraid to initially take that step to put those prices in place, essentially. Now, is do you have a paid in full option for your membership? Paid in full, do you mean like quarterly, paid in full for the contract? So do you do a month-to-month -month agreement or do you do like a three-month, six-month, 12-month? How does that work for your membership? Sure. So that's the great part. It comes back to what I was telling you before is we work mm -hmm. with everyone differently. We have some okay. people that, uh, you know, they're there for a couple months or they're in town and we'll do drop-ins. We have some people that want to do a month-to-month -month because they're on notice or work takes them in and out of town. We have some people that are, you know, they get called up, uh, they're active military or in reserves. We have, you know, college students that leave for holidays, go back home in another state. And, you know, so these memberships range and they're adjustable. And that comes back to that software I was talking to you about. So mm -hmm. this software I can place on a date and, and everything that it comes out and it reoccurs. I can do set it up, customize, you know, weekly, bi-weekly, monthly, quarterly, yearly. We have any option you can imagine but typically our contracts are 12 month contracts. However, the thing I always state to every person that comes in and signs up, if something ever comes up that you either need to adjust, you know, add on, take away, or if financially or something comes up personally that we need to put a hold or do something or cancel, just let me know and communicate it. You know, these contracts are put in place to protect us from people trying to harm the business, but there are many people that come to us and there are things that happen. They move completely out of the way. They go somewhere else. And one of the things that we love to do is show them that we care about that. So if they're not going to be here, I'm not going to take their money. That, that doesn't okay. make sense. If they're not in that facility, now even better than that, I get a lot of people that come to me and they go, you know, hey, Josh, why would you let someone out of their contract? Well, why would I want to take someone's money for someone that doesn't want to be here? That doesn't make mm -hmm. sense because if they come in, they're going to be unhappy. They're going to be upset. They're going to, you know, the vibes they're bringing in are not going to be good. And right. you want to keep everyone, you know, not necessarily happy, but you want to show them that you respect them too. And when we mm -hmm. operate like this, our memberships are very adjustable and we have what's called a sliding scale. So, you know, we may have our normal set prices, but we have individuals like a single mom that comes in with three, three different kids or a single dad, or we have a struggling family someone lost their job, but they still want to keep them active and do something. And we're able to adjust that financial pricing. I, I communicate clearly with all of my staff and all the coaches. And, you know, we're able to say like, hey, look, you know, you're a college student, you're in full time doing this, or you're a mom with three kids and you're single working. We understand. So here's what mm -hmm. we're going to do. Would this work for you? And they go, yes. And we work it out. But those are all things that we take as steps with every single sign up that we go through. Right. Yeah. It's, it goes back to that super personalized 
approach. So mm -hmm. that's great. I mean, the, the reason I asked about the paid in full option was just because um, as far as like offering discounts or like different offers during different times of the year, a lot of times doing a paid in full option and having the client only pay for 10 months but get 12 months is a great way obviously to give your client a really good deal and then also generate some cash up front for the business which is super helpful as well especially coming into a new facility um Definitely. so we used to yeah. we used to do a lot of so we used to push a lot of discounts for if you paid up front the full contract or whatever mm -hmm. else uh one of the things that we've seen is with COVID, a lot of people at least in my area are still hesitant on things like that. Um, we used yeah. to see a regular basis of people paying like just quarterly or half the year. They'd pay six months mm -hmm. up front, right? Uh, they'd mm -hmm. take tax returns and other things and they would, and now we're seeing many people uh, more nervous to do things and make financial yeah. decisions like that. However, that is something with what you mean by that. We will be offering some of those kinds of deals because in our new location, we're going to be able to accommodate those people with a, a little bit more incentivized of the things that we're going to have to offer and the stuff that we're adding into this facility. You know, um, we're adding so much that is new to this. And I think that that's going to incentivize someone feeling more comfortable for big jumps in memberships like that. Yeah, absolutely. Awesome. So now moving forward over the next six months to a year or so, obviously you've got a lot of changes happening within the business. What is your top one thing that you are focused on, would you say, over the next six months to a year? Mm. I know it's probably tough because you've got a lot of <laughs> yeah. a lot of things going on, a lot of changes within the business, but top of mind, most Adding. important thing would you say that you're focused on? It would be it would be the marketing. I want uh, I know my my main goal and my staff's main goal. We have we're the only facility of its kind in our area, uh, mm -hmm. and there are a lot of competitors that all went out of business. But then there's a lot of the corporate kind of places that are just like you said, who can beat who to zero for the membership deals, right? Mm -hmm. My biggest goal is we're relocating to the same plaza where a former Gold's Gym was actually located. And it did extremely well. And we are going to be in that plaza. I want to market to all of the areas around me to let them know that now that we're expanding into this square footage, we're going to have all the same stuff and more of these centers that they currently go to. You know, being in our 6,000, we've accommodated with what we can. But moving into this, you know, essentially 14 and it expands into 17,000 square feet, it changes everything. Yeah. You know, we're, we're, we've already, uh, we're purchasing another gym to add in with all brand new equipment to add on to everything we have already. We're getting all brand new mats, vinyl covers to seamlessly transition the entire image of the facility so that all of the martial arts and combat sports sections look clean and professional. And they'll have logos <laughs> on them for picture and marketing purposes. Uh, we have to where we'll have turf and everything else in the middle and going up and we'll have a reception desk. We have an arcade area where redemption machines will be for kids to hang out and play and other stuff. We'll have the showers and the locker rooms and so on and so on and, and all the programming and staff. And I think we want to use this marketing as over the next six months to year to let people know the kind of facility this is. Uh, mm -hmm. These facilities, you know, we, we already do extremely well. 
But if we show up, we open up and we don't let people know all of the new things that we have, they're not going to know themselves. And right. we, want, we want to show them and give them opportunities to try it out and see that it has everything and better from what they're currently using. Yeah, 100%. I mean, it's it's quite a different facility than just your typical gym. So getting the word out there to as many people within the area as you can is super important, especially right now with all of the growth that you've got going on, all of the new services that you're offering. Um, definitely a top one for sure. Definitely. Awesome. All right. So as we start to wrap up here, where can the listeners find you on social media? So our listeners can find us, uh, you know, Gotham Gym, Savage MMA uh, are all over Instagram. Uh, they're on Facebook. Uh, what else? <laughs> Let's see. I'm personally on Facebook. Uh, I know that we were using uh, my previous marketing director was handling a lot of this. Uh, our website is obviously a huge indicator and it's being updated as we speak, but that website gives tons of information on the classes, program structure. They can book appointments directly there, schedule things, contact us, read testimonies and reviews, uh, everything. So GothamGymOhio.com is a huge, huge resource for anyone looking to contact us. All right. Perfect. Sounds good. All right. Josh from Gotham Gym and Savage MMA in Ohio. Thank you so much for joining us today. It's been awesome having you on the show. Thanks, Bree. Of course. And to all of the listeners out there, make sure that you subscribe so that you'll be updated on future episodes of the show. In the meantime, keep killing it out there and we will catch you on the flip side. Jim Lords out. Thank you so much for listening. If you found this content valuable, here's four ways we can help you grow your gym for free. One, grab a free copy of Alex Ramosi's best-selling book, Gym Launch Secrets at alexsbook.com. Two, join our free Facebook group at alexsgroup.com. Three, if you're a gym owner, you can apply to be on the podcast by emailing us at podcast at gymlaunch.com. Four, leave us a five-star review so we can gain access to more gym owners and bring those lessons back to you. And as always, Tap that button and subscribe to this podcast for more.